Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Mother Funking Friday. Just kidding, fucking Friday. What? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of After 9. It is Father's Day weekend and the final weekend of the worst spring in Canadian history where we were locked down more than we were not. First time that's ever happened in history. Sorry, I just beat the shit out of oh, my You can fucking punch the shit angry. out of that. Yeah. I, I was talking with my hands. Uh, okay, so I know we talked COVID yesterday, and we don't want to do it every day, but it comes up when it comes up. So I'm going to play a couple of things for you guys first. Doug Ford, I feel, is really in touch and in tune with what's going on with the women in his household. He's the dad, but then he's got a wife and three daughters. Listen to a bit of Doug yesterday talking about the reopening of the economy. Mr. Premier, this question comes from Cynthia. Yep. Um, has he had, have you had any recommendations from the science table? Are you going to be asking about any uh, recommendations from the science table to move forward into phase two? No. Or a faster opening? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll be sitting down with the health table and, and, and the science table. Uh, I've always said from day one I'm not wavering, and uh, I know he'll be leaving us in another week or so, but... I'll be talking to Dr. Williams. I just want to tell the people of Ontario, there's no one wants to open this economy more than I do. Uh, I just I just want to make sure we do it cautiously. I want to get the stamp of approval from all the docs, and we're going to uh, be well on our way. And i gotta, I got to give a, a quick shout-out to all the, the frontline <laughs> Here comes off-script Doug. Oh, no. okay. um, what, what they're doing is, is nothing less than amazing on these vaccinations. Hit another record, over 200,000 yesterday, and... and uh, it was it's just incredible to see uh, how they're how they're doing it right across the the province. The numbers are staggering what they're doing right now. So it's 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 good news. With 370, uh, the numbers at 370 today. Take away a few hot spots. It's yeah. a lot. It's very low. And this question comes from Cynthia. I want to make that clear. Yeah. Um, is there any uh, consideration to loosening restrictions on low risk businesses, nail, nail hair salons, personal grooming? places where they can control and make sure that uh, infection doesn't spread. With yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to sit down with the, the health table and, and Dr. Williams and just get his guidance. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pushing them. I think every, everyone's pushing them. Uh, when, it, when it comes to the, the hairdressers, uh, folks, hang in there. We're going we're gonna to get there uh, as soon as possible. Um, and, and, Jamie, you talk about the nails and, uh, you know, manicures, pedicures. I have five women in my house. Well, not my my house, but five women that are on to me. They're they're lobbying me hard. So are these manicures, pedicures, and you know everything else that they get done. Is that, is that so, going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There, everything else that they get I done. I was waiting for the sheepdog comment. Was anyone else waiting for the sheepdog comment to come What sheepdog comment? The same shit he says every single time he talks about the hairdresser. Oh, I need a haircut too. I look like a fuck sheepdog. He says it this ex- every single time. Yeah. Fuck you, dog. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> you know, whatever else the girls get done, I don't know. They go in, they just pay all my money, and then somebody touches their feet, and uh, I don't know. They, they wax their badges and shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't even want to know. I'm assuming the know. broads are getting their bunions taken care of and whatnot, you know? Making their feet look all purdy and shit for me. I that That's what they do. I, I don't know what the fuck goes on there, but it seems you know, safe to me, you know? I want to make it clear. The hose and toes will be taken care of. <laughs> the hose and toes. 
That would have made my life, by the way. <laughs> if you said they get the, the fucking haircut and, and shit. Taken care of. You know, they come home and they don't even look any different to me, but I just say, hey, that looks nice, honey, because I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> all I know is they spend all my fucking money. <laughs> is that a new purse? Looks like a new purse. You know, I give them shit every time they come home and say they spent $300 on a haircut. And I'm like, hun, just go to first choice like I do, and they'll do it for $12. I was oh uh, walking through the uh, the aisles there at the old Shoppers Drug Mart, and I saw that they had the hair dye for like twelve bucks. Why are you spending two fifty at a hair salon? <laughs> Just do it yourself and save all the money, folks. You it's know? insanity. <laughs> Carla, come on, we're not that rich. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> the family's at the table yelling at him. Want our goddamn nails done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if any of his daughters have like pulled him aside and said. Listen here, you son of a bitch. You better fucking open these hair salons now. No, I bet. Do you know what kind of bush I'm rocking right now, Dad? <laughs> I bet that the conversation is more along the lines of, listen here, you son of a bitch. Don't you ever mention my name in a press conference ever again. Please stop. Dad, Dad I want to be vaxxed and waxed and I want it fucking done now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> oh, isn't it geez, fun? You hear it come off like that, and you just think to yourself, it's, "Fuck me, Doug." Could they? Maybe they should just script this shit for you. Yeah, that, well, it's you know, it's it's the segues, right? It's the uh, and you know something else, folks. And you're like, "Oh, oh no, 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 don't do it." And again, that's when all of his advisors are probably standing in the back of the room, going, "No, no, 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 oh, no." <laughs> they should put a shock collar on him, and and you know what else, folks? <laughs> yeah. Like just zap him or something. Shut did, him up. Did he just say waxed? Oh. <laughs> Oh, how are we going to deal with this? I think they're on their periods because they're whining to me about yeah. the nails and the... No, no, Doug, shut up! Yeah. Once a month, they lobby me hard, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I just try to stay awake, stay clear of them for about five days every month. That's my best bet. You can't reason with a woman who's bleeding. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's so bad, I just go to the quarantine hotel. It's actually better there. I tried crossing the border. It's just so bad to deal with every month. If that bridge wasn't so long, I'd walk across the border, too. But I drove, just so you know. Maybe it's just a buzzword thing for me, but I don't like when politicians use the word lobby. Even in jest. I just don't. It just sounds icky. Stop it, please. Mm -hmm. Don't say it. You're either Mm -hmm. lobbying me left, right, and center. So that's what you got to do is you either got to be Arthur uh, asking about an outdoor grad or you got to be related to Doug Ford. And that's how you get things done. <laughs> yeah. What does yeah. Arthur say? What the hell is Ar- the, where, where is Arthur? I want an Arthur update. I think at this point we deserve it. Every time there's any kind of a conference from here forward, tell me what Arthur says about it. Yeah. There was no conclusion to the story, right? Like he told us all about it and he said, all right, I'll get you a grad. And then all the teachers said, fuck you. We're not doing a grad. So nobody ever told us what the end result was with Arthur. Hang on. Has any, have any reporters since then asked him about Arthur? Because that would be my first question right now. Now. You know what? Fuck the other shit. Who is Arthur? You never specified who is Arthur. And yeah, where? And did you, Arthur? quite frankly, we think you made it up, Doug. Did you? <laughs> he doesn't take many questions. He gets five questions and he only does a news conference like every couple of weeks now. So I guess nobody can ask. Um, but in that, he did talk about uh, how he was going to go back to Dr. Williams and, and find out when we can open up the goddamn nail salons and get my wife off my back. <laughs> So he did talk to Dr. Williams, and then Dr. Williams did a news conference later and listened to this. Thank you. This is all about controlling the disease and not overburdening our our healthcare system. So by, you know, 
mid-July, as an example, um, we're going to have a lot of vaccines and a lot of people who have received an adequate level of protection. So what about step three then? Is, does it need to be all the way um, you know, in late July, or can that be moved up by a significant amount by perhaps a week or two uh, because you know, we would have seen all the pandemic um, indicators move in the correct direction? Well, um, well, our projections in there, as I said, when we wanted to go into step one, uh, as Dr. Heyer has uh, importantly added, the other metrics we're looking at, um, I had said I'd hope we would be under that 25 per 100,000. Uh, we have just moved under that now. We did open up a few days before that, uh, but fortunately we continued to move down. We have not moved down way below that. Uh, we still have 370. We're up in the mid-300s. Uh, there, and we'll probably be in that range again for tomorrow. Uh, we may, with low-volume testing, drop down, and that's a bit of an encouragement, but it's not a true metric. Uh, it depends on the volume of testing. Our ICUs are still uh, in the um, upper 300, mid-300s, Manitoba clients permitting. Our R factor is not yet under 0.7. Some health units and areas are under, but not province-wide. In other words, he goes on to say, no, fuck off. We're not reopening early. Not yet. Right. So he's done in a week. Like, this fucking guy's going into retirement. Like, at what point does Doug say to him, I, I, I'm i even getting it at home. Like, we got to fucking reopen, and, and you're retiring anyway, so fuck off. Like, at what point can we just move on here? I mean, even the doctor acknowledged yesterday, yeah, we hit all the metrics. So now he wants the R factor to be b- below point zero seven. Initially, it was just at one. Now he wants it below 0.7. Do we have any indication? The new doctor, sorry, what's the new doctor's name again? There's oh, too I don't many even know his name. Yeah, I, okay. I'm not optimistic that he's going to be any better, to be honest with you. Well, I'm just curious what, where he stands on it. If we have any indication or if we're even allowed to ask until he's officially in the role how he feels about it. He's probably not going to say anything that might undermine the current doctor. Dr. David Williams. I, if Doug can be believed here, and I know that the jury's out on that one, but if he can be believed, nobody wants the economy reopened faster than him, and he's sick and tired of the shit at home, so he wants this stuff open too. At what point does he say, listen, you set a goal, we hit the goal, stop fucking around, let's go. Look, doctor, my daughters have been looking for Tiger Beat magazine uh, and the, the Cosmo stuff they read, you know, that. Those, you know those, all that chick shit that goes on? Yeah, you know, the Inquirer and all the rumor rags. You know, they love that stuff. And <laughs> and uh, we got to get things open, folks, because they got to they get their rumor rags. <laughs> got to get their feet pumiced and their rumor rags. <laughs> Do you think he knows what pumice is? Probably has no idea. Has that guy's no never seen a clue. fucking pumice in his life. I put pita bread in that stuff, don't I? <laughs> You've got a small... <laughs> uh, one more thing I want to play for you, and I'm dying to get your take on this. Before we talk about Father's Day, Dave, I'm dying to hear from you on this because you are an AstraZeneca user, and I thought you guys got fucked as many different ways as you possibly could. But now they're pulling out like the Kama Sutra on how to fuck you when you got AstraZeneca. Yes. <laughs> now they're <laughs> now they're not even recommending you get AstraZeneca as a second shot. And now this I, is yes. Yeah, and now I can't go see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not allowed to do anything anymore. It's worse <laughs> than it was before. Now they say the best second shot is the first shot you're offered. What? Mm. Listen to this. Hi, Ministers. Thanks for taking my questions, or our questions. 
Um, I wanted to first ask about the the interchangeability of Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, Minister Jones, you just spoke about that. So could you just be clear to people who've received Pfizer and Moderna uh, or Moderna, if they're booking their second shot now, there's a very good chance they'll receive one or the other now and they're, they're, they won't find out until they get to the clinic. Can you Can you expand on that and explain how that's going to work? Christine? Today? No, nope. Today we're going to throw that one over to Sylvia Jones. So most pharmacies, <laughs> Here's Arthur to answer that one. clinics, and public health units that are hosting uh, the clinics will notify people and inform uh, what they will receive when they plan to get there. But I want to reinforce how important it is that the first um, opportunity for you to receive your, your second dose, take it. Moderna and Pfizer are both messenger RNA vaccines. They are interchangeable, and the what? efficacy is within data points. So please, as you get that opportunity to get your second dose, you will know what you are receiving, but take it because it will protect you and your loved ones. Thank you. Follow-up? Um... I like how Scott's the follow-up. You're the follow-up. The well, fuck just happened yeah. there. There's my follow-up uh, yes. question. The fuck? Yeah. Say what? The <laughs> fuck just happened. Say what? And the fuck are you talking about? They're interchangeable. Nobody at Pfizer saying, yeah, yeah, you can totally take a Moderna as a second shot. Nobody at Moderna saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead, get a Pfizer as a second shot. Nobody is saying that. Just us. So we've got Nassie there. Uh, fucking nasty again. How many times do we have to say, just disband that bunch of pricks? All they do is confuse people. Mm -hmm. So they were initially in favor of AstraZeneca. Then we pulled it back. Then we said, okay, it can go back on, but we're only going to give it to this age group. Oh, no, that was wrong. We'll give it to that age group instead and then get it as a second shot only. And now they're saying, yeah, if you don't have to, don't get AstraZeneca as a second shot either. Get a, an mRNA one, which is the Pfizer or Moderna. And we're getting so many Moderna shots in now because they finally got their shit together that they're trying to push the Moderna on people because you can get an appointment tomorrow if you want Moderna. It's the Pfizer one that's booked up till September until we get more supply. The whole thing is a fucking mess. So what are you going to do, Dave? You've got your AstraZeneca. Are you going to go with AstraZeneca as a second shot or are you going to make the switch? Um, well, two things I, on this. The first one, I just want to say I actually agree with Doug Ford when he says Thank you so much to the frontline workers and getting yep. all of those vaccines out at a record number. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I agree with him there. The second thing is this is so confusing yeah. and it's changing so much. Like last week, we get the, um, the advisement that, okay, so Monday you'll be able to book your, uh, your second dose. Uh, for, for those who've had the AstraZeneca, you, you book it after eight weeks. Awesome. Sounds good. Then the next day they go, actually, that's for anybody who didn't get the AstraZeneca vaccine for the first one. And I'm going, okay, so I can't book my second one on Monday. And then the next day they go, actually, yeah, you know what, we'll make it so you, you can because of the backlash that they got. Is this based on science or are you guys getting bullied into this? Like, yeah. like why is the public pressure making the medical decision? Or like, is it just like we're just being too cautious? Are we not being smart about what we're being cautious about. Like it's, it's frustrating. That's what it is for me. Like, and I'm, and I am a firm believer in the science. It's back up the science. And I know science changes. I know the medical information is going to develop as this thing goes on. I get that. I'm patient with all that, but it's the, 
confusing messaging and the one day it's this, the next day it's this, and literally the next day it's something completely different. So in three days I've been told three different things. What is it? And you got to be firm in it. The first time you tell somebody, you got to be firm. And if there is a change, no problem. But it can't be because everybody on Twitter was mad. Yeah. You know, like it's, uh, it's, that's what I'm frustrated about at this point because I still don't know what I'm (laughs) signing up for. And if I am signing up for it, am I, am I getting the right thing? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to set an appointment up, go there, and then they go, actually, you're not eligible. I don't know. I have no idea. And that's That's the. so that's where those part. last minute appointments come from. People who show up and then they find out, oh, yeah, you're not eligible. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So somebody else can take a shot later in the day. Yeah. Look, and, and the average person isn't going to spend as much time picking through the information as we do because we have a responsibility to relay that information, you know, on the air and in, in social media and things like that and getting it right. We need to get it right. But if you keep changing it, it's really, really hard to, to support you and to say, hey, follow what they're saying because they're you know they're they're working their way through this but it just feels like the changes are knee-jerk it was like when when they said playgrounds are going to close and then the next day sorry about that we screwed up the police are going to pull you over next day sorry about that they're not going to do that anymore like it's just (laughs) you gotta get your shit together before you take it to the public everybody's confused that's why you get people who are saying i don't know if i should trust this and then you and then you get the pushback on science and that's the wrong message you're really shooting yourself in the foot when you can't get your message clear the first time you tell it. It really seems to me like they only get behind something that we've got a lot of. They were really pushing Pfizer for a while, and Pfizer was great because we'd had so many shots of Pfizer. Now they're pushing Moderna. Like, oh, you should seriously consider that Moderna. We hear good things about that because we just got a lot of Moderna. A A million and a half of them arrived last night that the U.S. shipped us, that they've got extra. And we've got more from Moderna coming in. And when we had AstraZeneca, but nothing else, they were pushing the shit out of AstraZeneca. It's almost like they're just pushing what they've got, and they're not really thinking here about the science of it all. Yeah. And and not that I'm a scientist. It just seems the way that's going, and then they're fucking confusing everybody. Uh, You're right. I'm the guy who will always say, follow the science, listen to the science. But when you're not clear in explaining it to people who don't understand the science, you're really not doing yourself any favors. You're making it really difficult for people to buy into what you're telling them. And it's not yeah. that they're lying. And, 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 you know, I'm not that person who says, oh, they're just they're dishonest. No, I, I just think that they're 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 bad um, communicators, communicators. That's the word. Yeah, they're bad communicators. They're not yeah. good at telling us this stuff because it's so confusing. And that's a problem. You can't yeah. you can be wishy washy about so many things. But being wishy washy about like this the biggest deal. Yeah. Health, something health medical related. That's so important in our lifetime. Brutal. Yeah, right? you've got to get this right. And look at us with front row seats to this. Because one day we're going to be telling people when we're old, like, you won't even fucking believe what happened back in 2021. Yeah. And uh, it's all going in the coffee table book, I'm telling you. So well, when, it, when are we getting more Pfizer, Scott? Like, I, I know we hear all about Moderna right now. That's that's what's hot. But guys, you got to take the Moderna. It's fucking so hot right now. Are we get, Are we able to have more Pfizer? And the reason I ask is because a lot of people's first dose who weren't eligible for the AstraZeneca, myself included, got a Pfizer. So yeah. are we sure that we're going to secure enough Pfizer for these second doses that they're, they plan to ramp up? We've got Pfizer coming out our ass. That's what I figured. Okay. They're the only ones that have consistently been delivering at least a million doses every single week. They're reliable, consistent. It always arrives on the same day. You can set your watch by it, they say. It's the Moderna that's real hot and cold and the AstraZeneca. 
I mean, I'm even wondering if they regret approving it because the AstraZeneca has been nothing but a pain in the ass. And let me just say, because I don't think that you made a bad decision if you got AstraZeneca. I firmly believe AstraZeneca is a very safe vaccine. That's what got the UK out of their mess was AstraZeneca. But what I can't figure out is why Health Canada rubber stamped it so quick without checking with the FDA. Hey, we're going to approve this. Are you guys on the same page here? Are you close? Are you not close? Do you have any reservations? Because in the U.S., they still haven't approved AstraZeneca. And that's creating problems because they made an announcement yesterday about Broadway. Yeah, if you are fully vaccinated with a U.S. FDA approved vaccine, you can come in. So in that case... There's a lot of vaccines that we don't have in Canada. We happen to have AstraZeneca. The Americans do not. They've got Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J. Here, we've got Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, and AstraZeneca. Not approved in America. But there's also the Russian vaccine. There's a Chinese vaccine. There's the COVAX vaccine and all that sort of shit. And the Americans are saying, we need to trust that you're fully vaccinated by our standards. So Health Canada has really put a lot of Canadians in a shitty spot here. Because if you got... AZ for your first shot and you want to get AZ for your second shot, you may not be able to do certain things in America because they don't consider you fully vaccinated because they haven't approved it. It's a fucking mess. You'd think we'd be on the same page with the Americans, at least given how much we share with them, right? Yeah. So what happens in that case? Let's say I got AZ first and then I go and get uh, Moderna second. Yeah. And and then I want to travel to the U.S. And they say, well, you got to be fully vaxxed. And I go, okay, well, here's my two doses. What? And they say, well, you can't come in then until you are. What do I do? Like, it's do a, I go get another one? Like a well, third one? I, I, don't, I don't know what, to, what I'm going to do. I, I don't I, know. Do I just keep a belt with, with a bunch of them on me? Be like, which one do you need me to take? <laughs> that one? Cool. Bing. There we go. I'm vaccinated. It's in. Yeah, I have a feeling that anybody who got AstraZeneca as a first dose that's now being told take Pfizer or Moderna, whichever one comes up first for your second. I have a feeling you're going to be getting a third shot before the year is done. I just want to have a a goddamn baseball game. But uh, on a loophole, it's a technicality. When you get your fully vaxxed receipt from um, the Ontario Ministry of Health, it only says what your second dose was. Oh, so you're going to oh, really? be fine so if be you okay, do Pfizer or Moderna. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a loophole. I think the Americans will take it because it's official from our government. It'll say fully vaccinated, second dose received on this date. Your second dose was, say, Moderna. Great. The Americans are cool with that. You can go in and see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, which does actually look pretty fucking cool. Well, and it should be. First of all, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Why not? A great choice. And second of all, it, that's exactly the way it should be because it is supposed to be safe and safe, and you are getting that second shot of what they deem to be safe in 100% in their country, so so you should. There's nothing that shows that it's not safe to take AstraZeneca in terms of the main point of it, which is fighting off COVID-19, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bruce Springsteen. Welcome to my show on Broadway. If you got that AstraZeneca, you get the fuck out. (laughs) I see a bunch of AZ motherfuckers in the house. (laughs) I can see in your eyes. You're not complete humans. (laughs) I see your third eye growing in. Yeah. We, uh, We talked about following the science and how our leaders have got to get better at communication. Unfortunately, in Ontario anyway, the face of it is the guy who doesn't know what the fuck goes on at a salon when females go out for the day. Well, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Doug! 
They're out doing all the rumor talking that they do and the gossiping. <laughs> the and, constant bitching about shit. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, 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 all right, let's move on to a couple other things. Um, we'll start off with this. It is Father's Day weekend, and I, I don't like Father's Day weekend, to be honest with you. It, it's funny because I've got two kids that are gro- uh, they're grown. They're, they're adults now. And I still don't feel like a dad on Father's Day. I still feel like my responsibility is to go to my dad, not to have those little whippersnappers trying to spoil me and give me shitty gifts. It's a weird dynamic. Uh, I don't know. Kat, what do you do on Father's Day? Are you more gravitating towards your husband or to your own dad? Are uh, Shitty gifts. Do they give you shitty gifts? Are they shitty gift givers? No, they don't give me shitty gifts. It's just for me, I'd rather they not spend money because inevitably they're going to ask me for money the following week. Gotcha. So I, I'd really rather just okay. buy myself something and you guys just send me a card or something. Fair, fair. I thought that uh, was going to be a full reverse backtrack from Scott. No, the gifts aren't shitty. I, I love them. The ties are amazing. I, I well, want a tie I mean, in a year You know, and a half Scott, all he does is wear ties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gifts that I want are all expensive. I mean, I want a new Scotty Cameron putter. Okay, great, but I don't expect my kids to drop $500 on a golf club for me, so I'd really rather them just give me a card, wish me a happy Father's Day, maybe have a beer, and that's it. But, I mean, I've got one kid who's not even in the country and another kid who's not even in the province, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see him anyway. Um, Yeah, well, and to answer your question right now, it's about a – it's kind of close to a 50-50 for my husband and my dad, mainly because my kids are so small. But once they're old enough – and responsible enough to figure out Father's Day for themselves, they're on their own. Yeah. You get dad a gift. You make the shit you make at school. I don't care, whatever. You make sure it's there for him on Sunday morning. You want to make him breakfast, great. But they're not at that age yet. So it's a lot on me to make sure that I either do the shopping or organize the thing, whatever the day might be for him. And also, of course, I celebrate my dad. So a little bit of both 50-50. Eventually down the line, it'll be close to closer to like a 30-70 maybe. Uh, more so emphasis on my dad. Hmm. Uh, Dad says in the annual poll of what do dads want for Father's Day? The number one thing he wants is to do something special with the family. Aw. Uh, okay, sure. Okay. What do you want, Dave? What's your number one? Uh, Father's Day is a weird one for me. Always has been. Why? Because my dad's not around. I, I didn't grow up with my dad in my life, so... I didn't care about it. It was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. But you are a father. You should buy me shit on Father's Day. I'll be your dad. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be your daddy. I'll be your dad. You tell, tell me who your daddy is. That's fucking creepy. I love it. That's so uh, weird. <laughs> but, you are the father. But Anybody are, else out there need a daddy? You yeah. give this guy a call. You are a, a dad, though. How do you how do you usually celebrate You know, I I just take my hands off the wheel and I just say, I, I don't organize it. You're, I have nothing to do with it. Whatever, you know, whatever comes my way, I'm happy with. That's a dad answer. That is the biggest it, dad answer. You know, that, it, that sounds exactly like something my dad would say. But it, it's He's so right. true. Yeah. It's so true. I know. Like, I mean, if it, like, I think last year we went uh, uh, and did a, like a picnic lunch on the Grand. Like it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Oh, nice. I loved it. It was great. Went for a walk, took the dogs. Yeah. Like just, it was a nice day. And that was it. That was okay. all. Uh, the, but, if, but if they were like, hey, go golfing, I'd be like, sounds great. They're like, here's Jay's tickets. I'd be like, that's great. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm I think I'm easy in that sense because I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not very demanding. I mm-hmm. like I don't ex- I really feel weird when people get me things. I feel like I'm a burden. Like, mm-hmm. you really didn't need to do that. You know, that kind of thing. But 
it's uh, I don't have expectations with it. I, I don't. And maybe that is a dad thing to say. I don't know. It's, no, that is, and dads are usually they tend to be easygoing. So I, I think that you're right on par. <laughs> I'm sure there's some dads, though, that are like, it better be good. Uh, you know I think we're talking to him right now, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Very high expectations. Uh, doing something with the family is number one. A card is tied with that. So one and two. Dad also wants clothes. Something homemade. That was especially popular with dads that have young kids. Mm-hmm. Tools, electronics, something related to their hobbies, a gift certificate, a day to himself, or food, beer, wine, or liquor. How long do you keep the macaroni necklace? Like, do you still have one, Scott? I threw that shit out so fucking quick. Gone. I mean, I don't want to shit on them, but it's not very good. Like, I'm not going to hang it up. It it looks like trash. Well, I know. And maybe this is a harsh announcement that kids need to hear. That little fucking face at a macaroni that you made. It's not attractive. We can't hang that in the house anywhere. Like, what do you want it in the garage? I'll hang it in the garage oh if God. you want, but I don't give a shit. Wow. And I don't think you do either. I put it on the fridge and I'm just like, there you go. Do you That's still have awesome. stuff through yeah. the years? 100% I do. Yeah, my dad keeps yeah. stuff too. My dad kept something I made for him. I think it was actually high school, so it wasn't too bad. But I made him a little uh, in art class, whatever. An ashtray. <laughs> remember that? Like, it, <laughs> I see, like made everyone. I was made after ashtray. the ashtray days. I did like a little <laughs> container in its shape of a guitar, and he still. And it's not great. It's it was a uh, clay, uh, whatever, and and he kept it still. And I I remember seeing it years later and being like, really, you can get rid of that if you want. But he's like, no, I'm not getting rid of that. He keeps a lot of our a lot of our stuff, but maybe he just feels too guilty throwing it out. Whereas Scott has zero of the guilt. And there are some people who don't have guilt. Mothers alike too, right? Some moms will get something and be like, oh, thanks. And when the kid's not looking, they throw it out. Like I do that with my kids, my kids art sometimes. They, I know, but listen, do you know how much art they oh, well, produce between daycare true. and at home? Like, I got to pick and choose. So I go with the best one. Like, this one actually does look like a unicorn. So I'll keep that one. This one, I don't know what the fuck you were going with here, but it's going in the trash. This looks like a horse with leprosy. I'm not <laughs> sure what you were going for. What is this? <laughs> this is you, mom. Like, that's supposed to be me. That's not flattering at all. I throw that shit right out. <laughs> Sometimes that can be a good opportunity to have a conversation with your kids, though. Like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's a unicorn, is it? Okay, listen, let's talk about trying harder and and refining your skills. Or maybe you're just not cut out for a future uh, life in, in the artistic field. Maybe you're more of a math and numbers person. Like, we can have a conversation about this shit. For Father's Day, I'm going to do your taxes, Dad. Like, is that what you're looking for? You want <laughs> practicality? <laughs> Give me some practical, kid. Yeah. Ah, wow. I, I could not be any any more different than Scott. No, on, that's, know? you know, I love it. How can you uh, say that to like a three? Well, I mean, especially when they're like three, four, five years old and they're trying their best. I don't mean to you vilify Scott, but it's in front of them. You'd- yeah, you're pretty harsh, Scott. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, well, look at that. I got uh, two kids that are going for science degrees. So it, obviously it worked, giving them a little fucking tough love. Let's go. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like a unicorn. And yes, you should have tried harder. <laughs> Fuck. Is it going in the garbage? Yeah. What am I going to keep this for? Are you are you critiquing it like like in detail, saying things like, you know, you you didn't need to use a rotini here. You could have, you know, you could have just done the elbows. Like it would have been a lot easier. Like yeah, like Tony for this. What the fuck? Like yeah. just try harder with your macaroni and pasta art. Stop <laughs> using food for that. Let's just boil it and eat it. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. I did throw that shit out, but after they turned to adults, and even they could look back and say, "Oh yeah, that doesn't really look like a unicorn, does it?" I wonder if it would be a, a worthy um, exercise to offer it back to them. 
at some point. Well, my oh. parents pulled that on me. I have a couple art books from when I was a kid, yeah. and they are terrible. I mean, you're not wrong, Scott. I looked at it and went, well, that's, oh, why, I didn't go, that's why I didn't go into art. You can't expect your kids to be Picasso. No. <laughs> like, and I, that's fine if they're not Picasso, but don't try to be for the special occasions where you didn't feel like spending money. Well, have, come on. They have, in, in the school system, though, let's use the school system as a great example because Mother's Day, Father's Day, usually they produce something for that occasion. Most do. Apparently, some boards are going away with it, by the way. But anyway, so... In, what else are you supposed to do in the class other than come up with a list and fill in the blanks? Like, I love my daddy because, like, whatever the fuck the answer is, right? Like, they have nothing else to do but either art or one of those fill-in-the-blank forms or a book. or What else are they supposed to do? I it's, love that, though. Like, I love that, the fill-in-the... Yeah. Because it's their thoughts and feelings about you. Yeah. And it's like, did I make... Have I made a good impression on this child? Yeah. I, I love that. And daddy's always spelled like all backwards. Yeah, it's dabby. Cute. I'm like, yeah. you idiot, it's not a B, it's a D. You know, like. <laughs> this picture of me, I have no neck at all. Yeah, I love cute. you, dabby. I love you, dabby. <laughs> dabby, you mean the world to me. But even in that, they kind of put you on the spot when you're a kid and you got to fill that shit out. Like, oh, what's the thing you like most about your dad? And what's the first thing that comes to mind? I don't know. He's nice. Okay. My daddy is, fill in the blank, nice. Okay. I mean, that's just what they came up with or what they felt pressured to say. If you actually gave them some time to think about it, they'd probably say, like, I don't know, my daddy is a drunk. My daddy uh, plays golf too much. My daddy, you know, I mean, there's some realities that they could have put in there, but they didn't. They just went with the politically correct thing, and I think it's bullshit. Well, out of the mouths of babes is is (laughs) one of those things where sometimes they'll say something and it cuts. Yeah. Cuts deep. You're like, oh, I didn't realize you thought that of me. Yeah. (laughs) Daddy likes to yell. You're like, oh. I like when daddy puts his phone down and pays attention to me for a minute. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Ouch. That's a great one. Yeah. When, when, daddy, when daddy says, hang on, just one more email, I know it's time to just move on to something else. <laughs> I go play a quiet activity in my room by myself. Yeah. <laughs> a quick follow-up from yesterday. Somebody messaged me, and they were like, fucking livid that I won't sit beside my girlfriend on a plane. They thought that that was the most ridiculous Wait. thing ever. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Let me get, let me throw this scenario at Dave because he was not on the podcast yesterday. And we had, uh, a, a, basically we were talking about, all you need to know is we were talking about flights. And here's your option, Dave. Here's your option. And I, I know that your wife might listen to the podcast, but please don't think of that. Do, are you a window seat guy or an aisle guy? Because I assume you're not a middle seat guy. Oh, no, no. no yeah. Seat. Window seat. For me. Window seat. Yeah. So here's your scenario. Okay. Yeah. Your scenario is you're with your wife. You're about to go on a flight. You can pick. You either can sit beside her, but you're sitting in the middle seat. But you can be next to her, be cozy with her. She gets the window or or aisle, whatever it might be. Or you sit in separate aisles, but you get your window seat and you're sitting next to a stranger. What do you pick? And she gets a window seat too. And maybe she gets a window seat or whatever seat she enjoys. Whatever it is. Don't worry about that part. Think about yourself in this for a second. What would you pick? I'm taking this spot beside her. You're taking the spot beside her. Yeah. See, that's the right answer, Dave. And Scott gave the wrong one well, yesterday. You're such a newlywed. Like, <laughs> well, no, no, that's no, no. Let me, let me explain. There is more to it than that. It has, okay. I don't even think it has anything to do with, with marriage or trying to make her happy or anything like Why? that. Why? Why do you pick what you picked? Because I know beside her, I can invade her space. Oh. I can put my elbow out a little bit further. I can stretch my legs out a little bit more. I can use up some of her space because she's likely not going to use the whole thing. Okay. So it's a very she's very thing. tiny. Her feet don't even touch the floor. Yeah, she's yeah, not. Yeah. She's not big. So yeah. I, I, you know, I can, I can use up some of that space yeah. with a stranger. I'm like, 
nope, there's an invisible wall here. And, you know, if you accidentally touch elbows, you both make eye contact. Like, who, who the fuck did that? Was that you? Was that me? Like, you're just like, this is not yeah. good. Um, okay. You know. Fair. But I, that's why I would yeah. do it. I, and I would, t- I would sac- sacrifice the middle seat, give her the window seat, because I can do the lean in. So I, I can use up that space. What, what, did the person, uh, what, what did the person say exactly to you, Scott? Basically that it was outrageous that I would book her a seat in another aisle. That we should sit together on a trip. And I don't know. I mean, I don't see why. If she likes a window seat and I like a window seat, there's uh, what, 30 of them in, on each side of the plane. Why do we both need to sit beside each other? Fuck that. I'll sit in, I don't know, 27A. You sit in 28A. We can both be there. You're still right there. You're still the same distance away. You're just behind me or in front of me. I don't understand why we have to sit beside each other, especially if you're going away somewhere like... If you're going to the Caribbean, you're going to spend an entire week together. Why do we need to sit together on the plane, too? Fuck off. I just want to look out the window. <laughs> it's What's so, wrong with that? So are you able to look out the window if you're taking the middle seat and she has the window seat? Are you able nah, to still lean over? Well, this is the thing. There's a couple things I don't know about her yet because we haven't been able to travel because of the fucking COVID. I, uh, I don't know if she is the type of person who likes to put the shade down because that's not okay. That's a deal breaker. I like to look out the window. If she likes the shade down... Not cool. I also don't even know if she's one of those people that, like, claps when the plane lands safely or anything. I mean, if that happens, we have to break up. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't way know Way to go, that. Captain, for doing your job. Good job. Uh, I don't, no, no, no. We don't, we're not doing that. Fuck. Um, <laughs> is, oh, is that go along the same lines as the clapping at the end of a movie in a theater? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the actors can't hear you. There, there's no point in doing that. So don't. <laughs> so don't. Just don't. You're the wait a minute, Scott. Let me get this straight. Let me let me guess this. Are yeah. you the guy that stands up the second that the seatbelt sign goes on and tries to push your way to the front of the plane? No, no, no. I wait oh, in okay. my aisle until it's my aisle's turn. But yeah, okay. I will stand up and get my shit together when the right. plane lands. As soon as we're there, okay, I can grab my suitcase. I can get my stuff together. Did I forget my AirPods? Did I grab my I don't know my passport and whatever else I jammed in the seat back in front of me? Yeah. I got to make sure that I'm ready to go so that it's when it's my turn, I can go. Yeah. You now, do have I ample that- time. You do have ample time in that moment. I will give you that because there are some people who don't get their shit together at all. And then all of a sudden, they're, oh, I guess it's my turn to get up. What do I? Oh, my sweater over here. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Move. That's what drives me crazy. <laughs> the people who apparently didn't think down the line that when the plane stopped, eventually they'd have to get off of it. Get your shit together, and when it's your aisle's turn, get off the plane. Now, that's not when you start. That's when you start walking. And if you don't want to do that, totally cool. You wait until everybody else that's in a hurry gets off the plane, and then you can take your sweet-ass time and fuck around as much as you want. I get that people don't like that because they just want to mill around and fuck around and stuff like that. Not for me. When I get somewhere or when I get home, I want to go. I don't want to spend any more time on a plane than no, I have to. No, Let's no, no. go. No, I don't. Yeah. Get off. Who does? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there should be a societal understanding and a community agreement that we're going to get off this thing as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't uh, don't meander. You know where your bags went in the overhead. You know where they are. You know how lines move. You know how who's next is next. Yeah. Let's just move yeah. along. Let's people. work together. Let's work together yeah. to all get off of this thing if you're in aisle 27 when 26 starts walking you better be ready to walk right behind him or just sit the fuck down and let 28 29 30 go and then you can get off the plane later with the rest of the people that apparently need some help and while we're at it 
<laughs> and another thing. <laughs> for, the, for those people that stand up immediately as the, the plane lands, and you know there's other people that are trying to get to their carry-on luggage and their overhead luggage, and it's not maybe immediately overhead for them. They've got to go to another spot. Can you just sit in your, in your seat until it's time to get up? Yep. Like, it's just, why? Why would, what's with the, with, with the claustrophobic kind of got to hover over people and yeah. got to stand up and yeah. uh, you'll be, you'll be standing in, in, in due time, friend. It won't take you long. <laughs> you sat for three and a half hours on this <laughs> yeah. flight. You can sit for five more minutes. Yeah. You'll be okay. <sighs> Last thing I want to mention here, guys, because we are going long, is this is a major change that will affect a lot of people, even though you're not hearing this story very much. Esso has announced the end of the Esso Extra Points. No more will you be sticking your card in the pump or getting it swiped every time you buy some gum or a chocolate bar. They're going full-blown PC Optimum Points. What you get Esso Extra Points for, you will soon get PC Optimum Points. This partnership began in 2018. At the end of this year, they're going to allow you to convert any Esso Extra Points you have over to PC Optimum points. And I think the PC Optimum is great. I mean, that's actual money that you can use in the stores. Yeah. Blah, blah, shoppers, whatever you want. So I think that's great. Um, I am an SO Extra person, and I have a lot of SO Extra points because I never think to spend them. I'm collecting them all on this card, and unless I really need a fucking car wash or something like that, I never use them. So I'm curious to see how many PC Optimum points I'm going to get. Mm. Well, that's an exciting time. Are you an SO guy, Dave? I was, and then I, I kind of think the card just disintegrated over time, and I never replaced it. Uh, I probably have some account, some account somewhere. I don't know well, that I use them often. I probably cashed in for a couple of car washes here and there, but I am into the optimum points. Yeah, that's, that's one of those, yeah, you know, if it's either the grocery store, gas, or uh, uh, you know, Shoppers Drug Mart or something yes. like that. I'll I'll make a habit to collect. I even put the app on my phone. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow, yeah. that's a full blown commitment to the gas companies. Well, I will tell you the reason why is because when you when you have it was like 10,000 points or whatever, it's 10 bucks immediately. It's cash like right there on the spot. Yeah. So for me, it's the simplicity of going, oh, cool. I have 10, 10 bucks to put towards my groceries. Yeah. Scan it. Take it. Thank you. Why not? I wait till it accumulates so I feel really good about it. When it's like $200, I'm like, fucking right. How many points do you, do you I have? use it a lot. Do you really? Yeah. 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 I use it a lot. Like groceries every time, right? So that's like, oh, God, how much money a week on groceries? So like yeah. $400. Oh, my God. You it's guys eat way stupid. too much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're, those kids Stop. just constantly it's my kids. Eat. Yeah. It is. And I know I could, I could definitely, I could be better at that. I, I don't really watch prices and price match and all that other junk that I should do. But maybe I, you got to uh, cut back on the art supplies on the maybe art. Yeah. yeah. All the macaroni <laughs> the that I've been buying. Well, it's funny because on that art topic for a second, um, when you're talking about quality of art, you see like that David Bowie painting that showed up in a like a landfill near North Bay. Yes, I looked at it and I'd be like, "This thing is worth five dollars." Yep. But all of a sudden, because who David Bowie made it? I'm like, it's shit. Last check, it was like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm like, it's not that. Yeah, I I could have painted it. What does it matter that David Bowie painted it? It does matter. Why? To David Bowie fans that have money, it matters. (laughs) But they bought it for five dollars at a thrift shop. That's incredible. Isn't it insane? And you know what? Maybe you could take one of those necklaces that your kids made and say, "This was actually made by Prince." Yeah, could we figure that out? That'd be great. (laughs) Just fraudulently claim it's somebody else's art. Uh, This was made by Freddie Mercury. You're like, what? Yeah, somebody who's not even alive to deny it. Yeah, 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 come on. It's a perfect scam.
Exactly. So anyway, uh, I am uh, an SO guy, but when we talked about this this morning on our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener, Cat let it out of the bag. She's a Petro-Canada girl. Ooh. I'm Petro. Ooh, yeah? I'm Petro. Look, look at this What's window. Yeah, I can see five Petro stations from this window, yeah, okay? That's fair. Okay, maybe just one. But I, it's just more convenient, A, and B, it's also because... Aren't you with RBC too? Maybe that's too much information, personal information, uh, Scott. But you do save a couple cents a liter. That's why I went to Petro because if you link your RBC card, you get two cents off a liter. That's why I initially did it. And I also collect the points at the same time. So I feel like I'm almost double dipping there. But this may be enough to sway me to be an SO girl because I am a PC optimum points collector and lover of that too. So at least I have a really solid plan B. But I think we can all agree none of us are husky people, right? No, no, no husky girls for this guy. No, 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 no Sunokos. No Sunokos here, my friend. Pioneer? I don't think so. Shell? Are you going to oh, do a shell? shell? Oh, Shell. Those are at what the man. bottom of the sea for a reason, Dave. It's like a discount vacation. Like, <laughs> shell? <laughs> what about the gas stations that are like random? Not even a Petro, nothing you've seen before when they're just called like XLR chug a lug and the side of the road. Like what? And then all of a sudden they're half the price. Is it the same shit? Is that even gasoline I'm pumping into my car? No, it's half vodka. Do those places weird you out too? Or is it just me? Maybe I don't know. I don't know enough about the industry, but I I never fill up my gas tank there. I'm like, nope, fuck that. I don't know what the fuck that is. With something that's so expensive as a car, I'm always weary about putting something in that's econo. I'm yeah. always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing the right thing here. I know. Yeah. yeah I, I, so you want that tiger staring you in the eye while you're filling up and you just know like, oh, yeah, points, points, points. <laughs> the husky thing. I don't like that fucking weird dog. I don't want to do that. The no, shed too much. Okay. Excuse me. The shed too much. This dog, is giving, <laughs> this dog is giving me the eye. Where's well, I need a fucking tiger. Uh, sir, there's nothing I can do about what's on the pumps. This is this is a husky station. You no. change that logo immediately. <laughs> I'm taking my business elsewhere. That dog's dog staring at me. If that dog keeps up with that stink eye, I'm leaving and going to Petro because there ain't no animals there. It's all Petro. Just a nice Canada leaf. That's what I like. Fucking, I'm Canadian, damn it. Not a dog. I like my gas like I like my women. Canadian. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do you apologize? What are you saying? Uh, all right, Dave, you have a happy Father's Day. Yeah, Both of you, I, happy I, Father's Day. I'm not even going to wish you. you one because you're like, oh, this weekend's going to suck. You oh, know what? Not even here. I'm gonna message. I'm gonna. I'm gonna privately message your daughter and tell her to ship you a macaroni necklace ASAP. <laughs> like no, she'll probably write back and say he hates those. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, and it's like a cash on delivery. Like you have to pay for the shipping when it gets to you. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the best. It's like it's like when someone calls you collect. Please accept the charge. It's like fuck. I have to pay for this thing too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's so much stuff we didn't get to. Uh, we will do it all next week, everybody. Have a great weekend. Don't forget Sunday, first day of summer. Well, it's actually the first hour of summer. Uh, Monday is the first full day. And happy Father's Day. And is there anything else uh, you got to wish for? Happy International Sushi Day. There's a random one I pulled out of nowhere. That's but it is. fantastic. Yeah. I'm about that. I'll partake. We'll catch you right back here on Monday, everybody. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. This Sunday is Father's Day.
That's right, Father's Day is this Sunday, and Americans are expected to spend over $20 billion. That story again on Sunday, over 20 billion scratch-off tickets will be sold. The computer programmer in the Philippines gave his newborn son the name Hypertext Markup Language, or HTML. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure the baby's first word will be, why? Singer Rihanna's lingerie line, Savage X Fenty, recently unveiled a new line of open back crotchless leggings. So, socks? I think she's selling socks. That's right, Rihanna's lingerie line unveiled a new line of open back crotchless leggings that reveal the wearer's butt. Well, over in men's fashion, they've added an 18th pocket to cargo shorts. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.